Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Sci-fi book picks. Say what pisses you off? Tell us a joke about dicks. In the mix, you got the desk not telling you where it's at. Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat. Podcasting your asses in nerdy, massive classes. Speak the speak of the geek to all the internet masses. Take your glasses off the set. I'm dropping bombs on your dome. In your home, pull your bootstraps up. It's time to burn chrome. Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes. Chewing on them Kirby loads. Of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show. B-movie holy men, wombat metalhead. Politics, amen. Independent artist friends. Renaissance casters of the full fan spectrum. Nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit. Quick wit for hits of the populace. Vulcan with some Romulus. Rolling prime like Optimus. Is the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh, shit. Ho, ho, ho. Dum, dum, dum. Maybe Mom will let us have a Christmas. She might even let us stay up until Santa Claus comes. If we ask her real nice and sugary. We do, we do.
terrific Christmas tree, Mom. I'm glad you're happy with it, kids. Maybe now we can get some sleep, hmm? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 193 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, Gord? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Steve. I don't even know. This is weird. I'm, I'm talking to another human. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm allowed to do that. They're you living are, in my you're cave. allowed to. It's not frowned upon, per se, as long as your mouth's covered. Yeah, I've got the pop filter in front of my mouth, so I don't think I'm going to spit into your ear. I don't think you're going to get the ear COVID from me. That's right. We we were way ahead of the curve. We were using pop filters before it was uh, mandated by the CDC. Yeah. Now they call them, air quotes, masks and air quotes. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas, man. How you been? Oh, just... You know, I don't even know. Just living in a fog, just living in my cave every single day. No, not every single day. You know, five days a week, do one thing. Saturday, Sunday, do a slightly different thing. But it's all just monotonous. And then I beat myself up for like, oh, for, you know, how good I actually have it and feeling like a dick for not appreciating it. That's me. That's my, you know, self-hatred, COVID, quarantine, living in a cave lifestyle. How about you? Yeah, it's pretty similar. It's weird how easy it is to sort of put it on autopilot and just kind of get through it. Because it was like, you know, you're you're doing the same things. Like you said, you go to work, you get come home, you watch a few shows, eat a dinner, go to bed, whatever. And, you know, you're not doing the things that you would do. No, oh, the, you know, going out to dinner or going to a movie or going to see some live music or going to a friend's house. You know, all those things now have been compressed down into a series of Zoom calls or whatever. And it's just a it's completely different world. And it's it's easy to lose track of, like, the shit you want to do. And that yeah. was why I was like, oh, you know what? It's almost the end of December. We haven't even done a bone bat. Let's do a bone bat. So then went out there, uh, started talking to some folks about some music for the show, and decided to make it a holiday episode. So what the hell? And here we are. Yeah, I haven't even been doing the Zoom calls. It's just like the the, the novelty of that wore off. Eh. <laughs> this is <laughs> all right. This is it. Drew a bunch of cartoons and then kind of stopped drawing cartoons. But uh, you know, I had a big backlog, so I've been posting them once a week. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, but you still, again, if you don't like make a point of getting the shit done that you really want to do, it doesn't get done. So, like, I haven't really played guitar very much recently. It's like, shit, I got to do that. I should be fitting that in. I don't know why I'm not fitting in practice time, but I'm just not because I'm fucking uh, brain dead. Yeah. Happy holidays, people. <laughs> but we're going to bring you a joyous experience here for the next 90 minutes or so because that's what we like to do. We open the show with uh, Bill Beats, freaking Bill Beats, producer extraordinaire, uh, just released a brand new holiday mixtape. How about that? Yeah, and we're going to play it here. That's right. We open the show with a tune called The Tree and uh, might be a little more along in the show where that came from. So I hope you enjoy, enjoy that as well as uh, a bunch of other holiday themed tunes from some of our favorite independent artists. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Gord, I got a question for you. Oh, shit. What makes it feel like Christmas to you? 
Is it like a food thing or a smell thing or the music? Like, what what is there that that gets you in the Christmas mood? Oh, Steve, you've known me forever. You, you know, I don't. Christmas is not my jam. I don't really care. I, I've never quite understood the Christmas spirit. You know, when I was a little kid, I liked getting toys. I always felt kind of screwed on my birthday. But, uh, you know, the the tree, the lights, the the smells, the particular food or what, that's, that's never really moved me. It makes me feel like I am an alien on this planet because people I know, people that I'm dear to or people that are dear to me – there are things. There are things that, like, they, they see the lights up and they're like, oh, wow, they have a, a actual, like, feel-good reaction because there's colored lights. And I I just don't. I don't I don't get it. I, I'm sorry, man. I was a Grinch before Grinch was cool, I guess. But by all means, enjoy the, enjoy the holiday, people. Light your menorah. Light up your Christmas tree. Ignore Grumpy Gord because Gord just never got it. <laughs> really? So there's nothing. There's, there's not like the, well, Christmas sucks, but gingerbread men are dope or something like that like there isn't there isn't a one thing even that makes you the, feel that puts like me in the quote good. christmas spirit or just get no, there's good things that, are, that you like that thing and it this is the only time of year that you can get that thing i like making people i like i like giving presents to loved ones i like when i give someone something that's like really it makes them happy it's really cool to them yeah that that makes me happy i used to like like get out a lot of joy about wrapping presents differently and kind of fucking with people with the the manner in which I gave them presents uh, until I found out that some people took that as like a personal affront to <laughs> their own happiness and their own you know feelings about Christmas, which is not how it was intended at all. Sure, I constructed a a wooden package around your present that you have to unscrew the bolts to with the tool I duct taped to the top and then drew like a a rude Santa Claus on the Redwood with a Sharpie. I thought that was hilarious. Other people didn't find my fun their fun. So you, eh, what can you do? You are not the only person that does that, though. Julie's mom, my mother-in-law, kind of enjoys trolling when she's gift-giving in a way. Like, she'll take a beautiful glass-blown ornament this like things just gorgeous and then she'll put a hundred dollar bill in it <laughs> so the only way awesome. you can get to the money is if you destroy the beautiful ornament maybe i'm german <laughs> you might be so yeah I, I i think that that is uh i bet you the germans have a word for that like christmas rat fucking <laughs> like <laughs> fuck you gordon <laughs> <laughs> or something like that that is yeah like that's they've got great words for everything so right the I, feeling of joy you get by screwing on someone by giving them something in an unusual fashion like yeah there, there might be a phrase for that now. if anybody knows let us know i would like yeah to know. please yeah i wrap stuff like in bubble wrap which is transparent but you get enough bubble wrap around it you can't actually see the thing you just see like colors <laughs> Which I thought that was a great way to... No, no, it's this, not this, a dick move, apparently. This could be a great present, or I could spend an hour cutting this open, and it could be a gift card to Chipotle. <laughs> Applebee's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get those Buffalo Wild Wings, Dad. Awesome. I'm four, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an hour I won't get back. <laughs> right. I could have been playing with my toys. <laughs> 
Shit. So, yeah, sorry. But, so, you yeah. obviously, you take far more joy out of everything than I do. What gets you in the <laughs> holiday spirit, Steve? I don't know. There's still, like, like watching Rankin-Bass shows. I still really think that's fun. Even though, in retrospect, Rudolph the Red knows Reindeer, man. Everybody in that show is a prick, except for Rudolph. Like, every Santa's an asshole. Everybody. Yukon Cornelius, also awesome, though. I like Yukon Cornelius. But that, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, and is it the year without a Santa Claus, the one with Heat Miser and Snow Miser? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Heat I'm Miser, Snow Miser. Yeah, yeah that, that one is awesome. So those three I try to get in at least once every year. And the Grinch who stole at Christmas, of course, is freaking great. The whole Boris Karloff narration and stuff, I love that. So that's lots of fun. So I like that. Yeah, that's essentially a holiday monster movie. Yeah, I like... Uh, Generally, it's another excuse to get stuffing and gravy, which <laughs> which I love. That is like the best. So I, I'm all about that. And yeah, yeah, giving giving stuff to my family that makes them happy. That's also something that that I really like. So, uh, and I like Christmas jams. You know, Christmas music. Uh, certain ones, and especially covers. Uh, you know, a lot of them are these tired ass old songs. But then you have awesome, cool bands who do their twist on it, and that kind of makes it fun again. So I, I enjoy that. Yeah, the Blue Meanies cover of uh, "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" is fantastic. Shit, we should have reached out to them and got that for the show. God, fuck, <laughs> sorry, I didn't think of it. That pisses me off. There, you can add that to what pisses you off. What pisses me off? I thought you'd never ask. First of all, speaking of fucking Chipotle, now, I know it's probably a bit much to ask for a modicum of restraint for a, a company that tries to give you, like, four pounds of beans for $2, but we tonight, we, we ordered some food. My son wanted Chipotle, so we sent him down to pick it up, which is one of the things you can do when you have a driving teenager, and uh, he comes back, and I, I ordered a burrito, and I ordered a bag of chips and a side of guacamole for Julie and I to share, and so... I get it home, and, like, chip number two I put in my mouth, like, had so much salt on it, dude. And let me tell you what that means when I say that. If, if you say that's too much salt, Have you heard salt, of a super taster? Wow. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm a stupid taster. My <laughs> okay, I was about to say, if you, you called have... yourself a super taster, I was going to have to take <laughs> issue with I'm that. the opposite. I need any amount of hot sauce and salt and sugar to make me happy. If I'm saying that there's too much salt on something, it's an insane artery hardening amount of salt. And it was like the whole bag of chips was fucked up. Now so that really pisses me off. Cause all you want is you're just trying to have a pleasant dinner, right? And support a local business. And what the fuck? When you, when you took the bite of this chip beforehand, did you notice was the chip, a cube shape and say salt lick on the side. <laughs> it was not that. But I could feel like my body desiccating and now I look like a mummy or maybe like you. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I look like you but like a fat version of you. <laughs> huh. I don't even – well, I'm getting that kind of gut though. I'm, I'm really working on the Dobby the house elf body. Just just sticks and a bowling ball. <laughs> That's why I always try to stick a sock in your G-string. It's weird you do it when I'm sleeping. Give you, give you your freedom. It's also weird I sleep in a G-string. That is weird. But, you know, you can't spell gourd without a G-string. That's true. 
So that pisses me off. It also I think you can't, pisses, you can't play a chord without a G string, but go on. It also kind of low-key pisses me off that I couldn't find a ska tune from any of the bands we know for this episode. We got some nice rap, some nerdcore stuff. We've got some metal. We've got some punk. We've got a little surf. You and just yeah, weren't I able to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, I couldn't find any fucking ska. That low-key pisses me off. I really hoped I could find something like that for the show, so... Uh, if anybody comes across any cool ska tunes, send us a link. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. So what pisses you, know you what? off, Gord? You know what pisses me off, Steve? People bitching about free shit. And it, it is the, the season, fa-la-la, where you're getting a lot of free <laughs> shit. If it's not the kind of shit you wanted, it's free. Just let it go. Be a little bit appreciative. And where I'm coming from is I play a game that is a free game. I play it on the Xbox. It's World of Tanks. That's right. I'm not afraid to admit it. I've been doing this for six years. And frankly, I'm pretty good at this game. But it's free, and I recognize that. Yeah, now and then I spent like five bucks on gold to get a whatever the crap. But if you if you broke it down on the amount I've spent versus the hours I've spent playing it, it is still essentially a free game. It's a rounding error how much I've spent per hour. <laughs> But they just made big changes to that game. There are cosmetic changes. There's changes to the mechanics on some of the, the power-ups and stuff. There's some. I'm not going to get into the details, but it, it made it a, a different game. You can trick out your tanks with corduroy. Not not quite yet. It's not the PC version. It will be eventually, <laughs> probably. But I always wanted yeah, for, a corduroy tank. I think I wanted one that, that you know was more of a denim tank. It goes not whoosh, a corduroy. Whoosh, 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 when yeah, the treads no. go. Because then you can start a fire when the treads go too fast. (laughs) Too much friction with that shit. And you do not want your tank on fire. Yeah, but so I went online to kind of to forums that address the changes, you know, to find out what what different ways I should play, get some tips and whatnot. Impossible. Every single post on the entire internet regarding World of Tanks console was a bitch fest about how they've ruined this game <laughs> and they hate their fans and they should have listened to the people that support it. And I'm like, it's fucking free, man. This is a free game. <laughs> and if you've ever seen one of those, if you've ever had the misfortune of handing out a bunch of free stuff, like a bunch of free sandwiches or something, once you run out, if there's still a line, people come unglued because in their mind they have already possessed this sandwich so by you not having the free one to give them it's like you're stealing it from them in their head and and people like people will bitch more about not getting a free thing or about not liking a free thing than people who spend money on a thing and get dicked it's weird that is weird i i I don't know why that would be but uh, there's a lot of things i don't understand about humanity Christmas, for example. Oh, wait, no, that's me. <laughs> so why don't we listen to a tune, man? Yeah, let's do it. So this was kind of fun. Uh, I reached out this week. We were beating the bushes for a cool new Christmas cuts. And uh, I reached out to Blaine from The Accused and asked, hey, in your you know storied history, have you ever done a Christmas tune? And he replied to me and said, yeah, a long time ago, in like 1983 or 84, he had done a Christmas song called St. Nick's a Dick. And uh, he never got a copy of the song after he performed on it. And so I asked him, you know, if he had any ideas where we could chase this down. And uh, 
he mentioned that it might have been a Green Monkey Records release uh, in the early days. So I reached out to Green Monkey, and sure enough, uh, the owner of Green Monkey, Tom Dyer, actually had a copy and was kind to send it over. So uh, this is that song that what's cool is this was on a limited release Christmas cassette from Pop Llama Records called Santa Claustrophobia in 1983. The tune was written by Scott McCoy of the Minus Five and Young Fresh Fellows. Uh, also performing on the tune, Zippy Fart, a.k.a. Blaine Cook. Bump was on drums, Conrad Uno on bass, and uh, McCoy himself credited as Sled Dog on guitars. Uh, once again, thank you to Tom Dyer from Green Monkey Records for sending this over, and to Conrad Uno, uh, who actually produced the song for letting us play it as well. Once again, this is St. Nick's a Dick. One, two, three, four.
Once again, that was St. Nick's a Dick from 1983's Santa Claustrophobia cassette. Uh, following that, we made it a uh, twofer with a tune called War on Christmas by the Holiday Blockbusters. The Holiday Blockbusters are uh, Tom Dyer on vocals and guitar. On bass is none other than Kirk Block from the Fastbacks and Young Fresh Fellows, as well as his brother Al Block from the Cheaters. And uh, that tune was called The War on Christmas from the 2018 Green Monkey Christmas for Martians Up on Mars compilation. Uh, Green Monkey, I wasn't aware of this, but uh, they've done like a Christmas compilation for like 12 years straight, which is uh, pretty cool. So uh, there's tons of neat music to follow up on at greenmonkeyrecords.bandcamp.com. So, dude, you got any weird stuff this episode? Yeah, and I'm trying to keep it Christmassy. Okay. So, somebody answered the question before I even thought to ask it. They went, what Christmas movies are most popular in each of our 50 states of this great nation of ours? Nice. I like it. Yeah. So, they they used uh, the top 50 films on IMDb's Christmas uh, list or list of Christmas movies that are popular among the IMDb users at the present. And then they they combined that with some Google Trends, and they did some internet magic and analysis, and they came up with the definitive favorite movie of each state thus far. And there's a lot of them you think are pretty obvious. Uh, the Washington, where you live, Die Hard. Makes sense. You guys are I, there's there's not really a Seattle tie into that though, is there? I mean, it took no, place but it's in, a cool movie, and you're a cool place, and you live there. So okay, yeah, it, it is set in Los Angeles. It has some of that old, like really polluted Los Angeles air in it too. I mean, like a lot of that orange. Like, oh yeah, they used to have to breathe this shit all the time. Uh, yeah, Die Hard is a popular movie all over the place. Uh, Home Alone popular movie all over the place some of them are really obvious like i mentioned in nevada bad santa okay most popular yeah, sure. christmas movie it makes yeah. sense home alone popular in florida makes sense also texas which is you know one of those places that they're they're all about defending your homestead so <laughs> i can see that and then there's some movies i just never heard of but then it makes sense so for instance connecticut favorite movie is christmas in connecticut i'd didn't know there was a movie of that, but there Is was. Is that like Came some out. old Bing Crosby movie or something it like that? It must be. It's from 1945. Okay, that, that explains it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then we'll you get to, to California. California's favorite Christmas movie is Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Interesting. <The fuck>? Okay. <laughs> right? Isn't that kind of weird? It's wintry. I, 
I, I, I wouldn't think of that as being a Christmas movie, per se. No, I I didn't think of that as a. Was there Christmas in that movie? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, recall any Christmas anything in that movie. I think wasn't Home Alone actually like shot in Chicago? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was, but I mean, but weren't they going to Florida? I always think Maybe. it just Florida is like grandparents and people traveling. So I would think that uh, Elf would be the one for New York. Uh, yeah, Elf is actually since it's such a terrible movie, it's from a terrible place, <laughs> Idaho. It's their favorite movie. Really? Julie would li- literally murder you for saying that. She loves that movie. That's one of well, her favorite Christmas movies. I don't know. I guess we finally found out the one thing that's not perfect about her. <laughs> uh, no, New York Home Alone is the f- favorite Christmas movie there. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, but uh, Indiana, movie called Prancer, which is, incidentally, Mike Pence's uh, secret dancer name. <laughs> coincidentally yeah coincidentally or not <laughs> anyway that's my that's my weird stuff there's that uh is yeah edward weird. scissorhands yeah i don't know it, it, it's interesting how when you see that list for horror movies the regionality is because the film takes place in that area you know so it would be obvious that like jason movies would be popular in new jersey yeah because that's where Campbell crystal lake supposed to be but you know, it's interesting that that doesn't really carry over to the Christmas film list. Huh. Have you ever heard of a movie called Holiday Rush? No. Is that a that Jackie is, Chan movie? I don't know. It's from 2019. And it, it was like, it's was it a North Carolina's Rush favorite hour, movie. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Holiday you're right. Holiday Rush Hour? There's a Christmas uh, sequel to it, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. 4.7 on the IMDb rating, though, so it's a shitty movie, and it's a favorite one of North Carolina. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> All right. I'll have to ask uh, our man Z from Hipster Please what his favorite is. He uh, hangs out in the Carolinas. So, uh, yeah, I'd indeed. Like to, I'd like to know what his favorite Christmas movie is. All right, dude, uh, some more tunage? Let's do it. All right. Uh, right now, let's check out a brand new one from Southern Culture on the Skids. Uh, thanks to Ron Forbeck for pointing this one out to me on Facebook today. I didn't even know they had a new tune, and I always like their stuff. So uh, I picked this up. This is called Surfing on Christmas Day. I hope you dig it. Surfing, going surfing 
Christmas day. Surfing, going surfing. Santa, won't you bring me some waves? Surfing, going surfing.
just like this When nothing is perfect Hey, this is Kyle Stevens, a.k.a. Kirby Crackle, and you're listening to The Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was Surfing on Christmas Day by Southern Culture on the Skids. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, You can buy a copy of that for yourself, as well as the new Kudzu Records compilation that they just released at skidmart.com. Uh, following that, uh, Kirby Crackle has a brand new Christmas release as well called A Christmas Like This, a heartfelt original created specifically for this moment in time. It certainly gave me the Christmas feels, and you heard it here first. Uh, you can find that at kirbycracklemusic.com. Right on. So, dude. Yeah. Multimedia been, triage. A lot of multimedia triage since <laughs> I just, you know, stay in this house and only multimedia myself. I'll try not to drone on for more than 90 minutes about what I'm doing right now. I've been playing Gears Tactics to get my XCOM itch scratched, and it's good. It's not as good as XCOM, but it is absolutely worth your while. They took the Gears of War franchise and made a turn-based tactical game out of it which sounds like a terrible idea but it worked really is it better than halo wars you remember that when that was an abomination microsoft's first attempt at having bungie try to rip off starcraft and it was just like not fun yeah it was not a very fun game at all I, i hope this one's better yeah, usually when you you have a thing and you try and make it into another thing, you just screw it up. It's like, I got a baked potato. I like jelly beans. I'm going to make a baked potato jelly bean. No, Jelly Belly. That's wrong. Stop that. Stop it right now. Yeah, Gears Tactics is, is worth checking out. There's almost nothing more to say. If you like XCOM, you should just play this. Play it on the hardest level. It's not as hard as XCOM. It's not as punishing. You don't get that early game XCOM of like, this is impossible. We're doomed. You actually have hope you might be able to play the entire game. But uh, if that's not your thing, don't play it. And then, of course, I've been playing the aforementioned World of Tanks, the new console version, which looks gorgeous. And it's a lot of fun because I'm sort of learning a whole new thing in the in a shell of something I'm already comfortable with. Check that out. What are you playing, Steve? Uh, you know, I have not been really playing much in the way of video games at all. Uh, I oh. downloaded a couple more things for the Oculus. Uh, I was going to say, it's surprising since your Oculus playing almost completely fucked the podcast tonight. Uh. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, there's a Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Um, I downloaded that, and I downloaded the uh, uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game, but I haven't played more than maybe 20 minutes of either of those so so far they're pretty great and immersive but yeah i haven't played enough to give it a full review by any means okay well movies well movies and tv obviously we're we're both watching the mandalorian that's so fucking good god that show is great 
It's fun. Just I thought season it, one was yeah. decidedly marginal. Yeah, season I mean, two you're, is You're totally is fun. fucking wrong about that, though. So that, you know, we can leave that aside. Okay. Yeah, it's a brilliant show. We agree show. that season two is fun. Just fuck. The casting is wonderful. It's always cool people that you're glad to see from that you've enjoyed elsewhere, and they've brought it here into this world. And I just, I really like that about it. And then there's some just crazy fan service shit that they do that brings an enormous smile to my face. So that, to me, that show is is just firing on all, all cylinders. They finally made Boba Fett a cool character instead of just a shit character in a cool outfit. So I appreciate yes, that. They really did. That was cool. That character was like the biggest letdown, perhaps, of my childhood. When when you finally meet <laughs> Boba Fett and he's just this dumbass that falls in a hole. <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool costume, though, dude, I guess. You know, uh, uh, speaking of cool series, uh, Fargo wrapped up. What did you think of the end of Fargo? I loved everything about Fargo except for the one black and white, let's do the Wizard of Oz episode. That let, let's just set that turd aside, p- pull that turd out of the punch bowl, and enjoy this delicious punch because I liked it a lot, and I liked the ending. I loved, loved, loved the ending, and it, it was. Did you really? Huh. Yeah, I was. Okay. The only thing that brought me sadness about the ending was I was watching it with someone who had never seen any other Fargo seasons, so it was it was kind of lost on them. I don't know. I thought that the the series peaked like around episode seven. And then for me, the ending was okay, but a slight letdown. I I was vaguely disappointed. And I'm not even 100% sure I could put my finger on it. But I just, I I wanted a better ending than I felt like I got. Oh, all right. Interesting. Well, I don't want to like talk about it really, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's, that's still watching it. Did you like the tornado episode? Didn't bug me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw what they were doing, and I got it. And, but there was a lot of that this season. There was a lot of sort of winks and nods to other media and other movies and shows and even its own history. There was a lot of references to Fargo or even lines taken from previous Fargos that were a lot of fun. Sort of spotting that sort of Easter egg is is neat. But, yeah, it's fun to watch a movie play with itself. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? Still, it's better than 92% of the things on television. you got to be watching that show. It's great. But yeah, yeah. The, the end, I was just a little bit, ah. Uh, so. You know, the other show you got to be watching is The Expanse. I'm Holy crap. Yeah, it just came out last night. Come I on, watched man. all three hours of it last night. It's not even over, first, is it? Aren't they releasing No, the, well, one the first three episodes is what oh, they released. Oh, I thought they were doing one a week, so I was going to. I was going to wait a minute and let him bank a little bit. Okay. Yeah, well, I think going forward, it's one a week. So, but. so are they going to release four next week then, or are they going to do three again in another chunk? Neither. I think what they're doing is their their typical thing where they release a chunk, and then it's one a week afterwards. Oh, okay. So like they did with the boys. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. Yeah, I can get Yeah, you'll be that. pleased to know it does not suck. It's much more like the earlier seasons where there's these like multiple stories going in all these different directions and you know they're all going to somehow tie together and it's, it's great. I'm loving it so far. So have you curiously have you read any of the books? No, and because that is a I, thing you do. You actually do read. I do. I read books. And I thought about 
in fact, very recently, I've thought about getting into the series, and then I'm like, you know what? This is this thing I'm enjoying as a series, and I'm just going to keep watching that. When it's over, I guess it's you know it's going to end, and there's no real commitment to do the rest of it going forward after this season. So perhaps the rest won't be made. Why do you say that? Maybe I'll maybe I'll read it then. Have you read the books? No. All right. This is what I'm reading. I just finished reading a book of short stories because that's my attention span called Cursed, an anthology. And mostly really fun stories. There's there's one I read before by Neil Gaiman about the the bridge troll, but the the hook is all of these stories involve a curse, or I should say each of these stories involves a curse of some sort. Uh, there's a really entertaining story by M.R. Carey, who is the author of The Girl with All the Gifts, Another which I really movie. enjoyed reading. I haven't reading. read the book. The movie was great. The movie was great. It kind of pissed me off a little, but the book was great, too. So I wanted to read more by him. M.R. Carey's story about a possessed box could have been a Neil Gaiman story, the way it was written. It was, it's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. And the other thing I'm reading, because reasons, I'm reading my very first Agatha Christie story. And I read Murder on the Orient Express. Have you ever read Murder on the Orient Express? I don't think I've ever read any Agatha Christie novels, to be honest with you. This was my first. It was very instructive. I mean, because there are several things that are presented as just fact, like people know this. This is the way the world is. For instance, I learned that the Latins and women are more likely to stab numerous times. The women stab less deeply because they aren't as strong as men. But the reason they both stab multiple times is they're both so passionate I learned that. That was in a book, you like it was this a real from thing. Hercule Perot. Yes. Okay. Uh, I learned that the Italians are more likely to stab. The British will not stab, and the Americans are just fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> the things you learn. Thank you, Agatha Christie. I had no idea. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then. Uh, what else? I watched Hunt for the Wilder People. What a fun movie that was. That was that was out of nowhere. For some reason, I started watching uh, movies from New Zealand that aren't involving hobbits. And this was just this goofy, family-friendly movie you could watch with kids. And the kids would be entertained. The adults would be entertained. It was a little bit bizarre. It was stumbled in places. Other places, it made no goddamn sense at all. But it's it's the grumpy old man who's saddled with the the troubled kid, and you know they're not going to get along. But then their you know circumstances arise where they're forced to rely upon each other. But then it goes to totally bizarro places that those movies never go to. So it was awesome. You should check out Hunt for the Wilder People. It's streaming streaming on Netflix. Well, we like that. Yeah. The other thing streaming on Netflix, which is not getting much press, and you absolutely must watch this movie if you like war movies, is Mosul. It's it's as good as Black Hawk Down. It's like – and it's it's as good as Kilo 2 Bravo. It's got a little touch of the movie Training Day to it, but it's about this – it's a true story or based on a true story about this SWAT team in Mosul of um, Iraqi policemen. And they are hunting 
the ISIS fighters as the ISIS fighters are fleeing the city. But as the movie goes on, you realize there's a whole other element to it. And it's sort of the story of this this young recruit that they take in uh, after a firefight at which the SWAT team shows up and, and kills the bad guys and rescues this guy. And they recruit him to join him. An absolutely brilliant war movie with footage from that area. And, and you should check it out. And I think the reason it's not getting that much press is because it's got subtitles. It is not spoken in English. It's spoken in Arabic. But it's so involving, you'll forget you're reading subtitles like 10 minutes in. It's, it's worthwhile. It could be that that is why it's not getting more buzz. Or it could be because it's depressing as fuck. Jesus Christ, man. That is not the feel-good movie of the winter. My God. Yes, it is good. It is also a grueling, sad experience. So <laughs> You watched it? Yeah, last night. Julie and I watched oh, it together. Awesome. Julie's okay, like, cool. why are you watching this? Gord said it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kilo 2 Bravo was a brilliant movie, but it's not a feel-good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Same with Platoon. It's a war movie. What do you want? It's set in the Middle East. Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, Steve, here's a great Irish poem. Do you think it's going to be a happy poem? No. Yeah, it's a, uh, it is a tough movie. It's great. The acting is spectacular, especially the guy who plays Major Jossum. Um, I'd love to see him in a million more things. Yeah. He was just riveting every moment he's on the screen. Amazing actor. Uh, very brisk. And uh, for a, a modern war film, it doesn't do like that jittery fog of war thing that can be kind of um, annoying and make it hard to follow. Yeah, very good movie. But fuck, is it a heavy load? Yeah. Whew. Makes me, uh, one more reason makes me thankful that I live in the time and place that I do because Jesus Christ, that's the reality for a lot of people. Julie and I were talking about that. Like, can you imagine living someplace where you have to watch out and be careful not to get shot when you leave your own front door? I mean, wow. Yeah, you know, my day is completely wrecked if my internet slows down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and people are like, well, I would like to drink water today, but I have to go out and I might get shot if I do that. Yeah. yeah, but great film. No argument. Just wow. All right, cool. I'm glad you watched it. I'm sorry it brought you down. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, a little sorry. I'm kind of glad. It's kind of like that whole trolling Christmas gift thing. I guess so. <laughs> it's oh, what exactly, did you get me? What's it's exactly movie? part and parcel of that. Elephant Man? Is it about a circus? Yeah, it's about a circus. <laughs> it's like Dumbo, but live action. <laughs> Plus racist. You should, watch it. you should give it a look. Oh, my God. Why don't we listen to a tune? All right, let's do it. This is one uh, from our friends at Two Minutes to Late Night. Now, you know that they've been doing quarantine covers once a week all the way since this whole thing started. I think they're up to like 33 of them now. But uh, this one came out in October. It's a cover of The Mighty King Diamond's No Presents for Christmas featuring notable musicians from Mastodon, Death Clock, and Municipal Waste. So, hope you enjoy.
Hey guys, this is Guarsenio Hall from Two Minutes to Late Night, and you're listening to the Bone Bat Show. All right, uh, once again, that was Two Minutes to Late Night's cover of King Diamond's No Presents for Christmas, featuring Brand Daler from Mastodon on vocals, Brendan Small of Death Clock and Galacticon fame on guitars, Dave Witt from Municipal Waste and Brain Tentacles on drums. Nick Caggio from Mutoid Man on bass, and of course, Guarcinio Hall from Two Minutes to Late Night himself on guitars and backing vocals. I hope you dug it. Speaking of Two Minutes to Late Night, uh, they did a cover recently that was really different for them. Uh, a lot of times they kind of do covers of metal stuff. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it'll be, you know, 70s or 80s, sort of just uh, hits, pop hits or whatever. But uh, they did a medley of Brian Eno tunes from his first solo album, uh, Here Come the Warm Jets. And I cannot stop listening to that fucking cover. It's like six minutes long and it's three different tunes. So it's The Needle in the Camel's Eye, Babies on Fire, and Here Come the Warm Jets. And it's just fantastic. I love it so much. It's catchy but hard and uh, a little glammy. And just really good. It was so good, it made me go out and buy the source material. I picked up the uh, CD from Brian Eno, and I've been enjoying that. So, uh, very cool. It's it's great how Guarcinio and the gang manages to introduce uh, cool, different music all the time. And uh, what is also great, every month on Bandcamp Friday, which is the first Friday of the month, uh, Bandcamp will give all of the money on that day to the artist versus taking their normal cut. And so two minutes late night will release the four or five covers that they released over the last month that day. And then they give all the money to the artists who perform on it. So they will often have, you know, guitars, drummers, bassists, vocalists from different bands that are performing in each week's cover and then those guys get a cut when they release the cd i think that's just great uh as you know it's hard this year in general for musicians and artists as a whole and so to have sort of this outlet uh, i try to never miss one to make sure that i am giving a few bucks to that project so you can check that out at uh the two minutes to late night page on youtube they have the archive there again the first friday of every month on Bandcamp, you can pick up the latest compilation and you should do that because it's for a good cause following that we played a cut from our old friend sam haynes his creepy ass version of deck the halls from his gift of christmas fear release as a matter of fact we've been playing music from that the whole show that's right you've been soaking in it cool you know something else gord that uh, i've been checking out recently was uh the series Primal from Gendy Tartakovsky. So this is the guy who did uh, Star Wars Clone Wars and Samurai Jack, which uh, I was a huge fan of. I love both of those series. I like that angular style of animation art. And this is a reminiscent of the Samurai Jack episodes that were silent with just sound effects. There was a couple of those, I think, during the series yeah. run. This entire series is that way. And it is about a caveman who... Loses his family very early on in the first episode and ends up sort of bonding with a dinosaur. And it is balls out adventures of a caveman and a dinosaur fighting other stuff 
four or five episodes and it's like five 20 minute episodes and basically if you watched them all back to back it would be like one movie and yeah i thought it was six episodes i started watching this too is it only five only five yeah so far but it kind of ends in a cliffhanger so you get the vibe that there's definitely more coming but god it was so good i just loved it so you should check it out it's on hbo max right now so if anybody has a you know subscription to HBO, you can just log in online and uh, watch it there. But uh, very cool stuff. One cool fact about it, Aram Sarkeesian, who won the Bone Bad Award for Best Animated Short for his short Winston a couple of years ago. Yeah. He does storyboard revisions for Primal. That is awesome. Isn't that cool? It's probably because it's probably because this film got in our festival. It has nothing to do with the fact he's a fantastic animator, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I take 100% credit for that. Or, <laughs> yeah. As well you should. Or we, we don't at all. Well, yeah, done. No, well he's done, great. Aaron. That's freaking hot. When I saw yeah, your that's name awesome. on there, that made me so happy. So, I'm always happy when I see people who we feature in the film festival, like just kicking ass out there in the the bigger world. That's that's really neat. Also, uh, we just wrapped up. We binge watched Nosferatu, the series based on the Joe Hill book. It's okay. Cool. I it was good for like the first season, and then the second season. You kind of got where it was going, and then we ended up just sort of listlessly playing out the string. So <laughs> watch the, the first few and see if it's your flavor, and if you, you do find yourself enjoying it, then there's probably a good series there for you. It, it does have a lot of kind of neat little salutes to his father. The story is about this guy, uh, Charlie Manx, and he is a chauffeur driver. And what he does is he picks up children in his car to save them from bad parents. And the ostensible reason for this is to take them to Christmastown. And so as he takes the children to Christmastown, it leeches them of their life force and it makes him stay young. And when he kind of drops them move. off in Christmastown, Christmastown is based in the world of thought. And there are certain people that they call strong creatives who have the ability to access this world of thought. And so he drops off these kids, and they have no soul left by the time he drops them off in Christmas Town. So they're basically little vampires. And so then every once in a while, he'll bring drifters in and dump them off there for the kids to eat. And so it's it's got kind of a cool sort of basic storyline and premise. And then there are a number of salutes. So the car he drives is a, is a Rolls-Royce Wraith. And it kind of has like a Christine aspect to it. If it, you, you can crash it and it, he can, it will reheal itself and stuff like that. And there are some other sort of neat salutes to Stephen King's work too throughout the series. So it's fun from that angle, sort of a meta angle as well as, you know, just the storytelling itself. Where I thought it really bogged down was sort of the, there was a little too much personal drama of like the reasons why somebody is a monster or somebody is trying to fight a monster. I, I don't know. I, I thought that that was a bit overdone. But other than that, you know, there was a lot of decent entertainment in the series. So check it out if that sounds like it's, you know, a great thing. Maybe it's not great to binge all at once. Maybe it's better if you spread it out over weeks. But, uh, you know, that was sort of my opinion on that. Uh, one other thing, Gord. Steve. You know, uh, the Pine Box Boys released a, a little holiday special for the uh, Feast of Three Arms. I'm aware. Did you watch it? I did. Well, why don't you I, tell our audience a little bit about it? 
Well, Hollins and Hollins sings a slaying song tonight. Their holiday special for 2020 had a number of comedic vignettes mixed in amongst the musical bits that they did. It's like a concert with a bunch of little movies in it. And it's it's got uh, a lot of their fans doing a little what the Feast of Three Arms means to them. And Steve is in it. What? Steve is actually in this thing. Yes, behind his very own tiki bar telling a story that is captivating and well shot. Way to go, Steve. Uh, also, I don't know where some... to go, Steve. I might be in it, but Gord is definitely in it. Me and all three of my arms. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. take 52 minutes of your time this holiday season and check out the uh, Hollands and Hollands holiday special. It is uh, a lot of fun. Available on wherever you find your finest YouTubes. Yes. Uh, Want to listen to another block of music? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, this is a brand new one from the one, the only Mega Ran. This is The Randalorian. Yo, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. If you want to make it as a bounty hunter, it's easy. Make the best deal for yourself and survive. Rifty beats make a ran. Remember. This is the way. In the gill, we follow the code. I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. This is the way. No revisions or edits. First we set it on the target, then we divvy the credits. This is the way. 20 bars of best scar still. New armor, respect our guild. Yeah, this is the way. Stop anyone who get in the way. No escape, no getting away. Yeah, cause this is the way. Mando keep unlimited ammo Roll like a commando, the danger is ample Bones from my opponents, they sit on the mantle Banished from the surface, we live in the shadows, yeah Armor shining like the sun's on Tatooine Heart knows no fear, runs on gasoline I'm like the wind, no noise when I deploy Y'all poised, just don't team me with no droids I can't trust them, involve them in no plans Can't respect anything that could be programmed That's the cats in the guild if I close the deal So for real, but only take noble kills you know the deal, hold the steel just to forge it, fortify like a fortress, the drip is just gorgeous, technique is glorious, captivating an audience, new republic is on to a stick, I'm just like a scorpion, maybe it was my guardianess and the will of a warrior, call me the Mandalorian, and yeah, this is the way, in the guild we follow the code, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold, this is the way, no revisions or edits, first we set it on the target, then we divvy the credits, this is the way. 20 bars of best scar still, new armor, respect our guild, yeah, this is the way, stop anyone who get in the way, no escape, no getting away, because this is the way, five years after the fall of the empire, the most precious targets acquired, the inspire to chase across the galaxy for an interesting prize, a 50 year old adorable alien child with special powers beyond our comprehension, a telekinetic with sensory perception, special, I suspect it, so intense I sense it, unconventional methods, the child must be protected, so Load up the weapons cause we got problems to solve Stormtroopers and hunters get the modest and dissolve It's all part of the job Now that they get the office Snipers making me targets Dreamer taking me hostage Enemy of the state for the chances that I take When you think that you got me I'm planning for my escape From bounty hunter to guardian They swept me like a cardigan Bring the search party in Forgive me for my tardiness Like Red 5 I'm going in Never will my story end The Mandalorian And yo This is the way in the gill, we follow the code. I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. This is the way. No revisions or edits. First we set it on the target, then we divvy the credits. This is the way. 
20 bars the best scar still new armor respect our guild yeah this is the way stop anyone who get in the way no escape no getting away because this is the way Schaefer. And what do you want for Christmas? Vengeance. Dear Santa, in thine glorious fear and vast power, I've been a good boy all this year, well a half of the past hour, when I wrote this letter to let you know what I want for Christmas. There's one thing on my wish list, and if only I could get this, then I'd be the happiest follower in all of your congregation. I'd get dolled up like you in a shopping mall while singing all of your praises. See, there's this guy who's been fucking with me for what seems like ages, and I've tried writing him off in my rhymes in like dozens of pages. But I can't shake him, he keeps berating me, making me crazy, and I haven't done a thing about it yet, now I've been patiently waiting for the 25th of December, trembling, just barely behaving, anxious for a saint to go and take him. Oh, and his name is... Fuck him, I ain't even gonna say the name of this evil douche Lest I accidentally summon up his ugly ass like he was Beetlejuice Then I'd be stuck here with him, all alone with him, with no witnesses Forced to force feed him a turkey with salmonella and all of the trimmingses See Santa, I don't wanna have to do this on my own I'd rather spend my holidays with loved ones and others at home So I'm asking you to visit him Christmas Eve when he's under his covers And do your worst, just make sure the fucker suffers Our Savior and Lord, art at the North Pole Hail Santa, hail Santa Please visit my old foe and torture his poor soul Fa la 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 la, his end is nigh And when you see him, please leave him like maybe a note so I Can let him peek inside my heart and see that baby it's cold inside Before you restrain him to give him a candy cane catheter And pluck his fucking eyes out like they were chocolates in an advent calendar Or use a BB gun and shoot him out of his head Then pop him back in his skull do that shit yet again Or hang him up from a pear tree Let a partridge pick at his face Give your reindeer a year off for once And hitch this pig to your sleigh Tear his wrapping off Till he spills guts like a broken liar Frostbite his tongue black Roast his nuts on an open fire Stuff a funnel down his gullet Or piss with a little nog Prop him up in his Nazi costume And drop him off at a mob synagogue Gagging As his lungs fill with the most horrible chosen odor And I know he likes snow So show him that hell is frozen over and over This violent night The likes from which he can't survive Then stick that dick in a box And bury his ass alive Oh and Santa one last request for this filthy villain Is that no matter what you do to him I don't want you to really kill him I am certain that I would prefer it If he were left alive To let him live this every Christmas For the rest of his life Our Savior and Lord Who art at the North Pole Hail Santa Hail Santa Please visit my old foe And torture his poor soul Fa la 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 His end is nigh Our angel who fell from heaven And into the chimney Hail Santa Hail Santa This is Mega Ran, and you're listening to the Bone Bat Show. Turn it up and share it with 20 friends. Peace!
All right, once again, that was the latest single from Megaran, The Randalorian. I hope you dug that. You can find that at megaran.bandcamp.com. And following that, we're going to just keep that nerdcore flowing. Uh, one from Schaefer the Dark Lord, that was Hail Santa, also can be found on Bandcamp. Links on the Bonebat homepage. Awesome. So, dude, thank you. Uh, I guess we can start there. Thanks to Megaran and Schaefer the Dark Lord for allowing us to play their music on the show. Thank you, of course, to Bill Beats and also Sam Haynes for uh, providing the spooky Christmas soundtrack to uh, a good portion of our chats this evening. You can find that at samhaines1.bandcamp.com. Nice. Thanks to Conrad Uno and Tom Dyer for uh, providing the Pop Llama and Green Monkey Records tunes. Uh, Thanks to Blaine Cook for uh, pointing that one out to us. I think it's pretty cool that we were able to uh, unearth and play a tune that uh, not a lot of people have heard since 1983. That's uh, very cool right there. Blaine himself might not have heard it since 1983. (laughs) Maybe not. Thanks to Southern Culture on the Skids and uh, Kyle from Kirby Crackle for providing your tunes. Thanks to Guarcinio Hall for uh, letting us once again play some of their awesome jams on the show. Once again, our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Got new content at bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the heavy half hour. And you can find my stuff. Bunch of new comics lately. Mightywombat.com. That's where you can find me. Also, we are on Facebook and we are on and, and Mighty Wombat is on Facebook. Look for us there. We're easy to find. You should. Just just look for it. Right there. Thank you for we'll listening. We'll entertain you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Once again, if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. One final tune tonight. Uh, we're going to play one from Sleep Terror. Luke Yeager has uh, done a couple Christmas medleys. This is the second one that he put together. And uh, if you want to hear some spectacular guitar playing, keep your ears right here. Uh, once again, this is Steve. And this is Gord. Have a good one. I have a good one. And happy holidays.
It's all for all and, and one for... I mean, one, one for... Ah, let's get some shut-eye.